from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in or for tuning in again. This is episode number 185, World Events, French Resistance, What America and the World Could Learn from the French. You know, it's not too often these days that I find something that is in the common daily news that is refreshing. And um, that is exactly the way I feel about what is taking place right now in France. Now, if you are not familiar with what is going on there, I will very briefly bring you up to speed. Um, To be as concise as possible, the oligarchs that control the government, of which Macron is one of, have basically wanted to, once again, as they always do, basically introduce austerity measures to the general population. They want to raise the retirement age, I believe, and they want to uh, screw around with people's pensions and, you know, do what oligarchs do best, basically steal even more from regular working folks. Ironically, the very people that put them in office in the first place, they want to do harm to them. And um, that's their job. And they do their job really well, or at least they try to. Um, Unfortunately for them, the people of France don't see it that way. And they're calling it is what it is, which is um, austerity. And um, they don't like it. And so they're doing more than just being you know, half-witted ideologues and carrying around signs until they get bored with that or maybe just a little, I don't know, a little pepper spray or something by the cops like they do here in the States and just go home and have a big pity party. Nope. What is really great about the French is they tend to remember their history. They have done this many times before, and this kind of austerity bullshit raises its head every few years, and every few years, everybody has to get together. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone. And they have to shut it down, and that's what they are going to do. I feel very confident Because they know what's at stake, and unlike the people of America, oftentimes, this doesn't mean you, (laughs) okay? 
because my listeners are smart folks, but I'm talking, of course, in generalities. And generally, people, a lot of people are just lethargic in Americans, and they're just, I don't know, lazy, lethargic. I don't want to say stupid, but I don't know. They just, uh, you just tell them to move along, and they'll just, okay. Mm, and they just move along. Doesn't matter how much it potentially is going to ruin their lives or their children's lives or their children's children's lives. Somehow they are not able or willing to connect the dots. But in France, they are. And they know where this shit leads. Regardless of how, quote-unquote, modest the proposals are, um, they don't care because they see this is this is the first incremental steps of, you know, the... Uh, the oligarchs uh, taking everything away from them. And so rightfully and intelligently, and I might add passionately, they say, no, fuck you. Did, did I make that? I don't know. I don't know how to say that in French. I wish I, wish I did. <laughs> maybe, maybe if I'm fortunate enough and someone who is French um, or from France can... <laughs> Tell me how it's how it's properly said. But yeah, um, I I'm not even French, and I'm proud of them um, because they know how to deal something, and they know it's going to be violent. They don't live in this candy ass world of make believe, and the least little bit of American gets you a little bit pepper spray or a night in jail. I'm going to go home now and pout. They were mean to me. <laughs> you know, we're not talking about if these are these are people, you know, once in their history, they remembered something called the Bastille. <laughs> you know, they remembered the, well, they remembered when the king and queen were beheaded. And, you know, in other words, they, they, they're not delusional. They understand that tyranny just doesn't fade off and go away. It keeps um, raising its head. And for the least amount of bloodshed, because there's going to be bloodshed, there's going to be mayhem, grow up. It's going to happen. But if you want the least amount of it, you have to do a serious, concerted, not half-assed, not childlike but you have to do some pretty serious serious stuff to get your message across real early. And that's what they are doing. So is it ugly? Yes. Is it unpleasant? Yes. <clears throat> Does it need to be done? Yes. Now, I'm sure that there are even plenty of French people who are on the different side of the fence of this whole thing or they you know um that their trash isn't being correct uh, collected and a whole bunch of other things which have been shut down but fortunately the vast majority of them understand the necessity of this so when they shut down in other words instead of again the uh the, the things that happened, the pro, little protest march, and you carry your sign here, 
but that doesn't stop everything. In France, they stop everything. They take that all for one and one for all very seriously, so they shut down the the light rail, and they shut down the the trash collection, and they shut down virtually everything. And as painful and unpleasant as that is, but that is what it takes. They have learned. They understand. That is the reality. Other than just all-out civil war, which is the next step. Now, I will, there is one part of this that I don't understand. You see, what I will admit to you is <clears throat> I do not, even for my own entertainment. I don't watch the mainstream media news or or that kind of thing because frankly most of it is just just that. It's propaganda. Um so there are some events, some things that have taken place that I simply do not understand. I mean from a realist point of view, from a rational point of view, I don't understand. I don't understand, for instance, how Macron is in office. I don't understand this. The only way purely off of the top of my head that he was the old the old standby that the oligarchs use, regardless of what westernized country it may be, is they gave they give a false choice. So we have, let's say, one guy who is, well, you know, a complete uh, you know, corporate stooge. And then we have choice B, which is hmm, maybe a little bit less. He's allowed, the corporation allows him to be a little less, um, you know, coming across as an oligarch. So... And maybe that was the choice they had. Again, the old saying, the worst, the less of two evils. And maybe that's how, you know, Macron uh, got elected. I don't know. But I've never liked him. I'm not French. I don't claim to know. <laughs> I don't claim to know, be familiar with French culture or politics. But I know a snake when I see one. And he's very... He strikes me as very snakish. I go through these things whether or not there is any uh, scientific validity to it. I I personally don't give a damn. He, what my experience of my life with people is, is that there's something very snake-like about him, very scheming, very shifty. It has to also do with his facial expressions, the way he moves his eyes when he's speaking. In other words, I'm not saying I'm 100% accurate, but I'm pretty good at judging facial expressions and body language and the overall character of a person. Not claiming to be 100%, but pretty good. It has served me well at keeping my ass alive and out of bad situations for many years now. And so, I would certainly be 
curious to know, uh, you know, what the deal is with, with him. So as a consequence of that, now that the French are doing what they're doing, which I applaud. Um, yeah, they, I would have, I would imagine despite all the, the promises, cause promises from a snake are meaningless. So either they knew that this would be coming, or maybe they didn't expect it to be coming. Um, because the way it works, at least I would say here in America, and since for better or for worse, America actually owns the rest of these countries effectively. I don't care what they say to the public or what they even may say to each other. The reality is we own them. So I know for you of if you are a citizen of France or something, you you may say, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, Ernest, you're you're pushing things a bit far. N no, I'm not. That's the reality. We own Germany. We own Japan. Now, in order for them to appear honorable and to save face, we allow them publicly to say whatever they will, and they could scoff at this idea of what I'm, you know, putting across at this proposition, but make no mistake, <clears throat> those with the biggest guns, they call the tune, and we still call the tune. We've got some challengers to this, but we still call the tune. So, I don't know. I don't know the reason, though. Um, but I'm assuming that because these are all oligarchs, after all, and, um, you know, they get, they get their uh, orders from on high. So, you know, it can be anyone from the World Bank and the various other unseen um, and unknown, purposely silent and unseen, the real controllers of wealth in the world. You know, um, in other words, we know who the puppet is, which is Macron. It's not so much as though I would say he's necessarily a willing oligarch. It's more like a plutocrat. I would say that more accurately, perhaps. But the plutocrats are definitely controlled by the oligarchs. And the oligarchs know that it is in their best interest to remain hidden at all times. But my point is, is that regardless um at some point um you know they know he knows you know no one's no one's an idiot here he knows how unpopular that you know making these proposals would be he knows that he's going to take the heat for it it's just a question of how much resolve do the french people have and i'm hoping I'm hoping that all of you can hear this. <laughs> I hope if there's if there's one Frenchman or Frenchwoman or French person or whatever damn prefix I'm supposed to use, there is one of you 
please pass all this around and say, let them know that I stand with you, at least emotionally. <laughs> Even though I'm far away in America. And that it's, it's something, at least for me, it makes me feel very proud. It helps to restore what you are doing in the French resistance. It helps to restore my faith in humanity. God bless you. That's all I can say. Because you guys, you know, you really have, uh, you really have fortitude and you have character. And I think that's wonderful. Not acting as self-absorbed, prepubescent children that will just... Mm, Roll away and cry. Mm, sit down and cry. You're taking my rights away from me. Mm. You're not. You're a bad man. <laughs> That's the kind of shit I have to deal with here in, in my country. Eight-year-olds. <laughs> Essentially, they are. Well, maybe not eights. Okay, I'll give them maybe 13-year-olds, but that's it. You know, the, the, the next gen that are emotionally, intellectually, like at that stage. And then when the cops come down, pepper spray them, then they start screaming and crying and throwing a tissy fit when none of that is necessary. If you, if, if you or they understood the only purpose of the police always is to enforce the will of the masters. That's it. It has nothing to do with law. See? In reality, it has nothing to fucking do with law. It has to do with being given orders, as they are given orders, and they follow them. It's their job. That's it. You don't need all the crying. Tell the children. You don't need the crying. What you need is organization no emotion just action and you know do what you need to do but just crying and throwing a tissy fit that's not going to work that's not going to accomplish shit it isn't so yeah but um understanding what you're up against that they are doing they have a job and their job in this case, in France, is to oppress you. And your job, in turn, is to keep them from doing their job, which is oppressing you. It's also to let them know that what them, meaning the oppressors, the, let's say the cops or military, that what they're doing is morally or ethically wrong and that they are doing regardless of this thing of a of a lawful standing order regardless of that um they're supporting the wrong people now if you're able and successfully to do that then you have some bargaining power but you know carrying your signs and Screaming and staring up into space, the, the sky and screaming and throwing a tissy fit. That's not going to do that. 
I please correct me, speaking of France and everything, but when, um, you know, way back in the 40s, when we, uh, I think it was in 44, when we in uh, America and a whole bunch of different Canadian and Australian and various forces, when we landed on the beaches of Normandy, correct me if I'm wrong, but all those many years ago, when we did that, um, I don't remember any film or I don't remember anything of the soldiers running up on the beach and then uh, start started showing the Germans um, signs, carrying signs, or starting to, to whine and cry when the Germans were, you know, either shooting them. That is because, well, they maybe they wouldn't have shot them. So if they just if they just got up to the beach, but they had signs, and just started screaming, "Stop! Stop! Stop!" Um, you know, if I don't think the Germans maybe they might not have even shot once. They wouldn't be able to shoot because they couldn't shoot straight because they'd be laughing so hard. I think that once the laughing would have uh, subsided. Mm-hmm, Maybe they would have came down to the beach and, I don't know, arrested them or something. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't remember this happening in the invasion of Normandy. I think, yeah, I think there were some other things that took place. So, I, I know this much, that if you want a good example of resolve of a people's resolve of righteous anger and indignation of what their quote-unquote government is proposing to them and what they as the people are saying is very simply without a lot of complex language is fuck you you know you're not raising our retirement age you're not taking from us you already take enough matter of fact i think there's some things that uh, they also need to roll back the other way as far as that is concerned and they positively with absolutely with no shadow of a doubt if it can be done earlier i don't know if they have I don't know if in France they have a vote of no confidence or not. I don't know how it could be done. You could think about it. You could be creative. I don't know. But Macron's got to go. One way or the other, somehow, he's got to go. Because now the gloves are off as far as the people are concerned. Because he has, as they say, shown his hand. And he only serves a certain uh, limited interest. So um, I don't know if they have things for uh, laws, treason. I, I don't know. But the way I thought it was supposed to work is that if any government official, and certainly the prime minister of France is certainly a government employee, and if they act or propose in any in any manner something which is counter to the interest of the French citizens, um, I thought that was like a basis for treason. 
And again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the the oligarchs have changed that too, and they say, "Oh well, well, yes, that's treason." Except for any of us, except for anyone who's a businessman or a corporate head. Um, generally, any rich person, yeah, we're immune to all that. But uh, yeah, in, unless it's that kind of thing, <clears throat> I don't know. But what I do know is that this is something that Americans should pay attention to. And again, the way this is being framed in America, for however many Americans may be listening to this show, quick to point out is just all the live action footage and basically... Again, this is being twisted and slanted as though the people are evil. And the only singular message, they're downplaying what um, Macron has, has proposed. That is, that is just, even if it's stated, it's very quiet. It's very downplayed. But they turn the volume up as far as the action of it is the disruption of uh, any of the protesters are actually, I don't know, doing something called mm, protesting? You know, throwing some Molotov cocktails, uh, throwing rocks at the police. Yeah, that's what a protest is. You are protesting. That's not sitting around rubbing beads and hoisting a little fucking sign on it and saying, let's just be nice to each other. Um, yeah, it doesn't work that way. So, um, yeah, but it's being, it's being, um, portrayed here. Um, the slant that is being taken is look at these awful, awful, radical, um, almost socialist, these, these, these teenagers, these irresponsible, rapscallions and look what they're doing oh and it's affecting their trash collection and uh, look at all the terribleness that this is causing and that's the spin that's the actual spin that's on all the major networks here in america is failing utterly failing to address what is actually the cause of all this and I mean, realistically, I mean, would you, would any rational person, knowing that you're dealing with oligarchs, um, would you expect the American news media to spin it any other way? Hmm, I think not. <laughs> no, they're doing their jobs perfectly well. And so it's, it's again, it's your classic as far as that's concerned. It's a blame the victim mentality, and uh, it's relentless. And I, through the magic of this medium that thankfully I still have, if you guys are out there, if you hear this, I'm telling you it is not the case. That what is being portrayed here on American media, that is not the case that the French citizens and the people, they are fighting a good fight. They are fighting 
the good fight. And so, um, I wanted to get that out there. And as I said once before, um, very proud of what France is involved with. And I totally support you and salute you. What else can I possibly say? Viva la France. Oh!